This is another Bottle Down on Co-op Radio, KOOP Hornsby, Austin, 91.7 FM, and KOOP.org. I'm your host, Mark Rayshap, here to appreciate wines from all over the world and to talk with Austin's leading wine professionals, from winemaker to sommelier and everyone in between. Now it's time to put another bottle down. Austin, thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a very special show for you today. We have Mariana and Ian McEnroe, who have um, who are developers of an amazing food blog that they call YesMorePlease.com. They develop recipes, they talk about art, they talk about all of the amazing things in life, and uh, I'm really excited to have them live in the studio. I really think that their blog is is something very special, and they call Austin their own. So they they have uh, readership all over the U.S. and and uh, very happy to have them in here. And they're music lovers, so we're going to be playing some some music as well that has been chosen by them. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to hear a little bit more music and come on back with uh, Mariana and Ian. Good afternoon, Austin. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Co-op Radio. My name is Mark Grayshap, and uh, we're doing something a little bit different this week because I really try to highlight wine and the wine industry, but when it comes down to it, it's really about uh, the finer subtleties of flavor and and the experience of enjoying something very ephemeral and we can we can also apply that to the food world and um so so this week i welcome on the show mariana and ian McEnroe, and and uh they are are very special people and they do something really amazing in the food world mariana and ian thank you so much for being here Thanks, Mark. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, Mariana. <laughs> Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. Yes, we're very, very honored to be on your show. Excellent. So, um, so this is great. I mean, we have uh, we have a pretty much fifty-eight minutes. We have a, a full hour to really dig into what it's like to to um, to spend so much time creating a dish and uh, and developing flavors. And so, um, tell us a little bit about what the the goals of the blog are of the of the of the blog and um how and and a little bit how you develop but but broad brush folks to start out with well i mean our main um purpose of the blog is just to share our recipes uh with the people and not only share the recipe we want people to learn and to get inspired of cooking yeah so for us was very important to place um, step-by-step photos on the blog. So people, besides just learning the recipe, they could add something else to their cooking experience. Right, right. right? I mean, to have to chop a vegetable or how to learn how to peel 
an onion, I don't know, something yeah. as simple as that, but they could add more value to the recipe. Right. So did you find out when you were when you were starting this up, did you find that that was not existing already? Did you find that, that you know, you wanted to take a different slant on it? Yes. I mean, some of other blogs that I've um, personally followed or seen, um, they had these, um, you know, photos of the final product, which for me, uh, as a cook, I could understood what was the process to arrive to that uh, dish. But right, I right. would imagine somebody else would say, oh, no, how dare? I mean, I'm not going to make that. I mean, so right, how so am I going to have it happen? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I thought that by making the steps, and sometimes it's like, oh, wow, it's easier than I thought, you know? Yeah. And people can... Uh, see that food is more approachable than they think. Right, right, right. So, so that's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing concept that I think, you know, food can be, we, we all have to eat it all the time. We don't have to drink wine, right? Um, well, <laughs> that will be the optimal. But. Right, right. But, but what I'm saying is, I mean, we have to eat. And, and, mm-hmm. and the experience that folks out there can have, it, it can be from something like as, as simple as, and as basic as making rice to something as, as complex to a, a five-hour braise or anything like that, and so, but but you find that there's technique in even the simplest things, right? Yes, I mean technique definitely will help you, even in the little stuff. And once that you apply that, even if it's just a white rice, you know, pot of rice, and right. everybody complains about, oh, I always get it mushy or <laughs> get it too done. I'm or, in that camp actually. <laughs> uh, and it's just simple, simple little things that you learn, and then it's so easy. It makes right. your cooking so much easier, and then you get encouraged, right? Because you know that you can make that right. thing right. And and if and if your step by step makes it so that they, you know, so that it's delicious, guaranteed. Oh yes, <laughs> then yes. It, then it's uh, well, okay. So 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 that is the the overall goal: make food approachable, uh, bring in unique flavors. I think too, right? And and then um, I want to bring in Ian because uh, Ian does all the photography, uh, and and the blog is just beautiful. I mean, it's it's something that is just a pleasure to look. At and, Thanks, and thank yeah. you, thank you. And, and my wife actually turned me on to it because she's in the morning she will look at design blogs and food blogs and you know and maybe bounce back and forth and and I think that there is that link between um, you know it being inspired by some sort of architecture or art and then having that apply to you know the beauty of food as well I mean Ian is you know since you do all the photography is it um, you know <laughs> how much do you think about that or do you just want to like really accurately portray the dishes well I think it's important that it have uh, something of a real thought out aesthetic to it and uh, uh, we spent a lot of time talking and looking at the way the photos uh, would reflect kind of our aesthetics in there and we worked together on that uh, tremendously uh, to the point where we almost map out the look of every shot before we go and prepare the dish so that it has that uh, balance and uh, look to it and maybe a little more of a, a strong feeling in the image rather than just uh, a straight ahead picture right right and and so I want to I want to tell folks out there that if you're not familiar with the blog um, yes-moreplease.com um, there's not just a picture of the final 
of the final dish. I mean, that that's so often you're you're bombarded. At least when I look online and I'm looking for, I'm looking for. Um, you know, inspiration as to what am I going to do? I'm cooking for five days in a row and I, and, and I, you know, to keep it fresh and unique. Um, so many of the, the blogs out there are just kind of like, boom, one shot. It's kind of like the, it's supposed to be sexy food and attract you. Uh, but you portray the process in images too. I mean, each blog post mm -hmm. Uh, with you describing as 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 the the dish and the recipe is unfolding, you have pictures to to go along with each step, right? Yeah, that's the illustrative side of it because right. we we like beautiful shots too, and we try to make every picture as good as it can be. But there's a whole series, usually somewhere in the middle of each post, where uh, step by step you see the hand to the meat to the dish to the vegetable, and exactly <laughs> how. You need to handle it in order for it to come out right because, you know, there's a lot of good descriptives and recipes and you read them and perhaps you have a good understanding of what that is or how to how to handle that product. But, right. yeah, what we're trying to do is show each viewer exactly what to do so that in the end they end up with what amounts to a really good recipe rather than feeling confused or lost because it's so easy for that to happen sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, and, and that's a collaborative process between the two of you or, Very I, I, much I, so. yeah, can we step back and go kind of step by step? Um, so, so, you know, are, do you work on many posts at once or do you really focus on one concept and really develop that? I think uh, we work on one post at one. We rather yeah. than we amount or quantity of posts, we rather make one post a week or one every fifteen days, but a quality one. Right. Okay. Um, and of course, because it has more photos and more uh, material, and also, you know, the background story or whatever inspire us to make the recipe, whether if it's a vegetable uh, in season or why that vegetable is treated that way. Yeah. Um, so you start off with that concept. Yes. Like what do we want to highlight? Exactly. All yeah. the things that we want to highlight, then mainly we try the recipe two, three times. So then do you in your mind all, all, all of a sudden have kind of like what you think is going to be the roadmap and what you think is going to work through your experience? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And through flavors because sometimes it's like, oh, this flavor will work great in my head. But then when we try it it's like oh, okay maybe we should remove this ingredient or put a uh, little more of these and uh it's just play it you know right. and then uh, i proceed and make a, um, a storyboard you know okay. i draw yeah. the pictures of yeah. like the steps no, and great. everything yeah. and then after i do the storyboard then i talk it out with ian and to understand you know the shootings and the angles and everything really? because he is the ultimate i mean he is the one who makes it happen you know right, like right. i'm just he's translating everything in such a beautiful way that i i mean we're really right lucky <laughs> so um yes and the lighting and everything, all the mood of so, the recipe. Right. Well, so so back to this. So after your storyboard, uh -huh. um, and this might harken back to your architecture days, maybe. <laughs> is that, and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. But, um, yes. But, totally. but 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 you know, food is such an interesting combination between science and artisan, uh, you know, and art and 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 art like. 
you know, I'm really suggesting uh, that food is that way and food is art and, and, and wine is art. Um, and so, you know, that's interesting. So you plan out a little bit, but you can't control everything, right? Yes, yeah. yes. No, I mean, exactly. We, we plan as much as we can. I mean, on a sense of like, what is that we want to achieve with the recipe right, or, right. or exactly uh, focus on each, you know, which step are the more important, right. most important to that recipe. Right. And then, of course, the final dish, I mean, to make it super delicious and approachable that people will say, oh, yes, I want to do that. Right, right. <laughs> and so how many times will you will you mock it up? Uh, and, and how, oh, no, and it's just one shot. Well, one shot, but 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 you, you practice it, like you were saying, you do up the dish a few times or um, to see, make sure what it how it works or... I make it, you know, just for taste and okay. just to tune the recipe. Right. But when we are doing... Well, that, I, I want to get into that fine-tuning process, <laughs> right? So, uh, so you have the, the flavor that you think will work but yes. but then sometimes they don't or yeah sometimes you just have to adjust right a little bit more salt or a little more acidity i love to play with textures and right. temperatures i think it's so important temperatures like i love warm salads yeah i mean and it's such a crazy so will to you, say so, so as an example using this would you have like a salad that, that you'll serve a little bit chilled and then say hey no we, we want to let this warm up and then taste it that way and no put some elements that are warm uh, uh, into the cold delicious um, crisp right. and lettuce and then you combine them and then you have a whole different experience of a salad just with a dressing on top right right, right. Um, so I love to play with the textures again and uh Every single, you know, acidity. Can you give salt, us? Can you give us an example of um, maybe something, maybe a, a post and a recipe you've had recently where? Because uh, I think that most people don't think about texture unless you're when they're cooking. I think that most people, and, and I don't. I think that you know, um, I'm a I'm a, a good amateur cooker, but you know, not yes. not to your level. But you know, oh. texture is not. I don't think about that. So I want you to give an example for um, folks. For example, there's yeah. a very delicious recipe that I love. is uh, some eggplants. Right. Um, you know, the typical eggplant parmigiana is these uh, circles that where you slice the eggplant and batter them and crisp them up and pan fry them, right? right, right. And then you accompany that with some uh, delicious tomato sauce like marinara. So in this case, I did a, a little twist on the recipe which had just half the eggplants right. lengthwise yeah. and I roast them I put a very generous layer of uh, parmigiano reggiano with some um, panko dressings a little bit of olive oil and then roast them right. and instead of the marinara what I do is a salad a warm salad okay. of tomato cherry tomatoes um, gold tomatoes, some garlic chips, and a little bit of herbs. Wow. So I warm up the olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, green, right. grassy. I warm up the chips, of the garlic chips, to infuse the olive oil with that flavor. Ooh. And then you take that little warm oil and put it on top of the cherry tomatoes. Ah. So you see that becomes like a little warm, the juices come out. Right, right. <laughs> and that, I put it on top of the... 
the eggplants, uh, eggplant, the roasted yeah. eggplants. So it is again a play of, of uh, textures. Right. You know, you have the crisp from the panko, the creamy of the eggplant that has been roasted and developed their sweetness, right. and then all the delicious, juicy cherry right. tomatoes and right. gold tomatoes. So it's more like a summary take on the dish, right. um, but I think it I works some, really well. Sometimes it can be, eggplant parmesan can be so heavy, right? Yes, and I mean, <laughs> you know, I love eggplant parmesan in the sure. traditional way, but maybe on the winter right. or something like that, but on the summer where eggplants are like shining, you know, that's yeah. the vegetable. They're, they're in season. Yes, yeah. especially here in Texas. Yeah. I mean, that I love. Yeah. Ian, do you, you know, when it comes down to shooting it and you've kind of mapped out what you feel like you need to, to, to narrate the story of the recipe? Do you, you know, do you uh, particularly enjoy any, any foods or any process or, you know, um, or it's just the whole thing, you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I, I get excited about all of it, really. And, you know, it's um, something of a different experience because I'm, I'm not necessarily involved in making the dish in any way. I just right, right. kind of get to be the observer and then, you know, I'm going through going, ah, I bet this is going to come out great. You know, I get excited <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm learning at the same time I'm shooting it. Like, oh, I wonder what the take is going to be on this on this vegetable. And right. Uh, because oh, so it's you not, don't even know. Kind I of, haven't even necessarily tried the thing myself. Wow. Um, sometimes it's something, you know, we've done at home before and and we've been through. But uh, sometimes it's altogether new and different. And uh that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like you might be thinking, what what are the pieces that are needed for me to understand the dish and then capture that? Yeah, it's it's a lot of like, well, how are we going to frame out these ingredients? And, you know, it's fun when we get, uh, you know, into the summer months because uh, food is beautiful and right. uh, the, especially the vegetables that come up this time of year. Um are inspirational. Like, yeah. There's some radish pictures that I consider pretty awesome. From <laughs> yeah. Recent yeah. Post. So, 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 yeah. The, so radishes and what are some of your other, other favorite, oh, favorite foods? Chilies to, yeah. are beautiful. And Mariana does amazing things with chilies in her recipes. Um, you know, before I met her, I had a very crude understanding of what chilies were all about. Right. There's so many varieties and they're beautiful. They have texture and color and, all the forms and uh so we try to include pictures of just yeah the ingredient in a lot of the introductory part of every post so that maybe if anything the reader can feel that same inspiration that Mariana gets when she right. sees that thing and wants to dive in and turn it into something delicious because uh but yeah, I get that right, all throughout the post. It's it's fun. The the the, the food in its natural form. I mean, i.e., yes. before cooking is beautiful. Mm -hmm. The process is hopefully beautiful yes. in some of the tools that you use. I know that you use some you know some some tools and and kitchen utensils that um, are beautiful in their own right. Right. I mean, maybe like a a, to a mortar and pestle or something yes. like that. And then and then the final product is beautiful as well, but transformed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, every tool has a you know a, a very particular way to work in the kitchen, and I get inspired either to use that tool or the combination of just seeing an ingredient and using that 
tool right. as you know as the main ingredient let's say right, on the recipe right. and it yields it could be a salsa pesto or just to you know just to break down some nuts or something that gives you the same like when you're working in the kitchen gives you the sounds the smells right you toast some seeds you boil your chart i mean everything becomes an experience right <laughs> right for sure um i want to i want to uh, talk about something that you mentioned to me um oh several months ago that that i really want to impress on the listeners out there that um you know your blog is is not um, it's not one way or another. It's not uh, vegetarian or if it's not uh, gluten free. Although um, I feel like you've you've mentioned that that eating healthy is a lot of those things, but it's not exclusively. Is it, and that was a choice of yours not to make your blog exclusively. Um, you know. Uh, vegetarian or exclusively vegan or even though that might have more of a readership <laughs> to where where folks are really searching for that yeah. yes yes totally i mean it was a kind of a hard at the beginning because everybody has their own niche you know like right. very focused yeah. on vegetables or uh, nutrition or just healthy and right. vegan and all these restrictions but i felt um, well, I'm Mexican, so right. I felt like the blog should reflect the way we eat. Yeah. So we eat like that. Sometimes we eat Mexican. Sometimes we eat a lot of vegetables. Sometimes, depending the the time of the year, sometimes we decide to go with a gluten free recipe because, well, we we want a lighter, right. you know, a lighter feeling, or sure. um, you know, just experimenting with new ingredients, uh, but not necessarily to marry one. Right. Um, the style of cooking. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 that that sense of moderation, maybe not to go, you know, all one way for the rest of your life. You know, exactly. open yourself up to to a lot of experiences. Exactly, more right. like a experimentation and enrich your life by, you know, open new experience, new flavors, new ingredients. Right. Uh, um, maybe if you try one new vegetable a week or you try one new vegetable every 15 days, right. you'll discover something delicious and that's exciting. No right, matter right, if right. it's just like a, uh, I don't know, steamed or roasted parsnips with sea salt. Right. But, I don't know. <laughs> uh, or, or a different salt. Yes. You know, just to try that different salt and see how what it does in your in your cooking. I, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that uh, that thought, and we're going to develop that thought um, really well. I hope in in the next few minutes. But I want to. Uh, we, we're getting to the point in the show where we need to take a short break. Okay. Um, but I want to talk about um, you, you. You're both music lovers, and uh, I also. <laughs> and, and this is very special because Ian um, was was a DJ on KVRX. Uh, how many 20, 20, 20 years, years ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, it's kind of cool to be sharing that. For Frequency and, um, and with our KVRX uh, uh, neighbors uh, in over overnight, mm -hmm. and um, you know this this idea that music can be paired with food, and and uh, that <laughs> that you know that that music draws out certain emotions, food and draws out certain emotions. Is that you know what does that that do for you? I mean, yeah, are you always listening? Important thing. We're always listening to music, and we have the turntables spinning while we're preparing food while we're shooting our entries and yeah there's definitely a synchronous thing that happens when uh there's a good groove or a a, a light mood or a uh, something intense and uh 
yeah, I, I, I try to play uh, some music that could be a little in the background when we're doing that. Just yes, right. uh, Mark, I should say that Ian <laughs> is just a fabulous pairing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he always plays such an awesome so, music. So, so, so um, when you're cooking and your concentration is elsewhere, you want something a little bit more subdued? A and, little bit, yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, we, we don't go quite to the easily listening level, but, you know, something <laughs> that's... Uh, Something that we can tune in or tune out a bit, because um, when we're doing this, it's it, it requires a lot of uh, careful attention with every little move and every right. little thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we play music, a lot of jazz music, some pop, and uh, Latin music too. That you know, just uh, just something fun that yes. will uh, get us in the right mood. Right, and and then after, and then through the meal and afterwards, mm-hmm. that experience changes too, and the mood changes. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. just makes it more fun and more relaxing. Right, you know, you're not so worried. Oh my God, am I doing this process right now? Right. I mean, you just get into the groove, get into the music, feel right your thing in the kitchen, and just. That's it. Well, cool. Well, well, we're we're going to play two songs, not not in a row here, but two songs for for this, and and you have both <laughs> chosen uh, one song a piece, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. we both gone with a food theme, but okay. <laughs> uh, first uh, we have June Christie from her recording of Something Cool, which is a nice mellow tune that I think your listeners will really enjoy on a very hot summer day. Awesome, and, awesome. Uh, this woman's voice is soothing and wonderful, so I, I hope it goes uh, goes well. All right, well, wonderful. So uh, you heard it here. My name is Mark Rayshap. Uh, this is Another Bottle Down Radio where we talk about wine and food, and uh, I'm here live in the studio with Ian and Mariana McEnroe, and uh, here we go. We're going to hear some music. This is fun. All right, we're back. This is Co-op Radio, K-O-O-P, Hornsby, Austin, 91.7 FM, and koop.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. That was just an awesome track. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so so nice on this hot summer day. Uh, Ian, what was that again? What, that was what? June Christie with Something Cool. Yeah. Uh, great album and uh, one of my favorite summer listening uh, options for a hot day because... Uh, it just, I don't know. It drops the temperature a little bit yeah. when I listen to her sing. Oh, definitely. And, uh, <laughs> With a little yeah. Hemingway on the side, <laughs> maybe. So, so if you're just tuning in, I'm I'm with Mariana and Ian McEnroe, and and uh, they are the creators of Yes More Please, uh, which is a food blog, and they develop recipes uh, and talk about process of cooking and the beauty of cooking, and it's. Um, it's it's read all over the U.S. and the world, um, and and Mariana and Ian call Austin their home. So, um, so I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am. Um, I wanted to. We, we have so much to talk about, and and you guys think about food on you know so many different levels, and and um, you know I want to talk about this idea of cooking for enjoyment and uh, versus, you know, feeling burdened by it and, and tasked with it. I mean, is that, you mentioned that that's kind of a, uh, a key piece to this blog, right? Right. If you uh, have to eat three times a day, every day for your entire life, and that process is work, then you live a certain way. And, uh, you know, I think that's a lot of people's experience because, They've been taught that everything about cooking is is a uh, is drudgery. It's right. uh, it's work. It's to be avoided. It's to be sped through quickly. And I can't imagine 
something further from the truth, seeing and feeling and experiencing food the way I have since uh, Mariana and I have been together because I believe that the whole thing is 180 degrees the other direction. And you have people really enjoy the process of taking food out and turning it into a meal and wow it just changes your whole outlook and you can pick out and you can pick out so many so many different subtleties too which which for me you know and and obviously this is another bottle down it's a show about wine and 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 the subtleties of beverage um but I, I, I'm, I have to tie in the food piece because it's, it, it, it transfers. The same ideas are, are, are brought over from wine. I mean, when, when I'm sitting down and I'm busy and, I'm, and you know, I'm, there's a lot of commotion around and I taste a, a glass of wine where I'm trying to analyze it, mm-hmm. I'm not that good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the moments where I can almost, I can sit in front of a glass of wine and block everything out it's almost like meditation and at that point you can perceive so much more and so this idea of you know blocking out the stress of cooking and and doing it just for itself i'm sure that you'll be able to pick out so much more flavors and be so much more creative right do do you guys ever get into a rut i mean do, do you ever feel um you know almost tasked by cooking and then you're like hey we got to do something creative to get us out of this or um you know do you feel burdened by making dinner once in a while or is it always a creative and fun thing uh, well you know depending on the day sometimes sure. you don't feel like cooking and I I, I sure do I mean <laughs> sometimes it's like oh my god I just want to go out and see something different and that's okay too right. I mean or sometimes you just want to experience something simple and just enjoy yourself as well. So what's that for you? What's simple? What's like an, an easy half, <laughs> half, uh, half hour uh, dinner? Well, well, first of all, a lot of, of, of your posts are, you know, you describe things to make them easy. Yes, yes. And so, so it, you can have something delicious and quick, but for you, what's kind of like the, <laughs> I don't really feel like I'm exhausted, but, um, you know, I don't want to go out either. Uh, well, for yeah. example, something uh, on the summer that I really enjoy making, and it's very, once that you get the groove on, it's super simple and delicious, is the ceviches. Yeah. And on the blog, I have... Um, you just posted one, right? I just posted one, yeah. uh, Ceviche Verde. And then I have an octopus ceviche. That one is a little more elaborate because of the time of cooking of octopus. But then I have this cauliflower ceviche, which is absolutely fresh and delicious. I mean, and you can make it. You know, and everybody will love it. Yeah, like you, vegans, you, vegetarians, so you take, non-meat eaters. You, you take um, some interesting things that you, you think of are hands down 100% a, a meat recipe. And you, you know, you can kind of transform it. I know that you have like a, a taco post where they're all vegetarian tacos. And they're, yes. you know, but it, it, it's, it's almost like vegetarian cuisine for non-vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and also that is because, you know, again, I'm, I'm from Mexico. I love tacos. Tacos, carne asada, all the meats in them. But also, you know, not every day. Right. So what right. do you have every day here? Well, you go to the farmer's market. You you see all these amazing vegetables. Uh, and then you have to transform them on, yeah. on a way that is familiar to you. Right. So I love the vegetarian tacos because 
uh, it gives you that feeling that you're eating something so good, right. you know, so yeah. indulgent perhaps. But then you but still, it's not. <laughs> right, and then you still feel light for summer or, or Exactly, or it's light yeah. for summer. You include lots of vegetables and maybe even, you know, vegetables that you would not thought about putting on a taco. Right. And just by transforming them, yeah. and just delicious. Like I have uh, that A recipe taco filling. There's one that I really love and I was surprised by it when I tried it. Uh, the sweet potato al pastor. Sweet so potato al pastor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so basically, it's just in you, uh, sweet potatoes, like yeah. a little saute on the pan. And then the spices are like the spices that you would use for al pastor tacos. So, but it tastes so, so good. You should yeah. try it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the, 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 this wonderful, this concept, I want to talk to you since, since you live in Austin, uh, and you, you spend so much time thinking about food. What are your thoughts on sourcing really good ingredients? I mean, you know, you, you have a, a, your, a, a small plot in a community garden, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Know. We just, this year in January, we joined our community garden at Mueller right. and, uh, um, it's a little plot. I mean, it's just four by eight. But since the moment I <laughs> got my hands on it, I was like, I know that I want to grow tomatoes because I just absolutely adore tomatoes. Is, is that is that kind of a next step for you? I mean, is that kind of like oh, the wine, um, the wine lover wanting to you know uh, uh, make wine at some point? You know, kind of taking it a little step deeper, or are you content with just growing a few things and 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 focusing on the, the preparation? Well, honestly, I don't know what this would lead to, <laughs> but uh, I would love. I I very much enjoying the process of see the plant grow and see the little tomatoes or not seeing them and wondering <laughs> what's wrong with them. <laughs> but so now, I mean, so We have far, humble ambitions right yes, now. Yes, yeah. humble, humble. Well, it, it's, it's such a variable process. I, I'm not no good. I'm not good at gardening and my wife is really good at it and it, oh, for yeah, me it's yeah. kind of just frustrating but um <laughs> but so when so then so you have your garden but then where do you look to i mean do you, do you do you just go to one grocery store i mean do you pick and choose or do you get some stuff on online like um you know certain spices or well mostly I know this is a big question yes no, no no mostly like uh for example i source i love my favorite place in austin for uh fresh vegetables and farm to table uh, is Boggy Creek Farm. I love the place. I love the people who runs it. Um, and the vegetables just taste incredible. And when you eat them, you just feel alive. I mean, it's cool. just fantastic. Yeah. And I think that if you... Um, I know it could be a little more than, you know, that you would get other vegetables in other areas. But I think if you choose an ingredient of a great quality, right. you're halfway there on your cooking. Okay. So, so, so you might kind of take um, a prized couple ingredients from yes. a farm that, that makes you alive. And, uh, like, and then you can and then combine build it with something else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other, well, you know, uh, other stores with like uh, organic products. Right. Um, what uh, about, what about um, you, you know, you have a few posts on beans and peppers yes, and that sort of thing. And for my Mexican uh, cuisine, like I source as much as I can of any Mexican stores here in Austin. There's a couple ones that I regularly go, some of them more for spices, some of them more for the vegetables. Even I pursue, you know, to get like 
cilantro from Mexico or something right, that yeah. really tastes like right. uh, a little bit more like Mexico. Um, and of course, I, I relied on some of friends that they bring ingredients <laughs> from so you'll, you'll ask Mexico. us to bring from, yes, from like, Mexico. Oh, are you going to Mexico? Yes. Okay, can you bring me these? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can Can you talk about a little bit about you know regionality of Mexico and where where in Mexico are you are you from and and because uh -huh. Mexico is a big place with a lot yes. of different cuisines, right? I'm from Guadalajara, Jalisco, which yeah. is south. is the second largest city in the in Mexico. So it's Mexico City, Guadalajara, and then Monterrey. Yeah. So Guadalajara is near the coast, like three hours from Puerto Vallarta. Um, mainly, we the, the the cuisine there is like very very fresh. You right. know, fresh relies on fresh ingredients, um, less heavy on the flour. Right. Uh, like flour tortillas and that. No, we usually is more corn, corn. white corn, fresh corn, wow. um, lots of uh, chiles, <laughs> different chiles preparations as well. Right. Uh, but basically, it's fresh. I mean, so when I arrived here, yes, it was kind of like a, a little daunting <laughs> because right, right, right. it's. The more the northern, the north part of the Mexico, right, of that, the that, cooking. that we see here, uh -huh, right? that like a flour tortillas and more heavy duty on the meats and stuff right, like that. Right, really heavy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's maybe a post of yours that you think really represents, you know, a, a recipe that that really represents where you're from? Uh, oh, if, if there's wow. one, I mean, you you incorporate a lot of a lot of elements from all and, and you have an amazing uh, bean post uh, all on different kinds of beans and all of the oh, yes. <laughs> you know you think that it, it's so easy to boil beans for a couple hours but th but it's there's a lot of variables right yes uh, i'm a bean lover yeah, sure. <laughs> i mean that's my last <laughs> supper <laughs> <laughs> meal like honestly nothing compares to to me to uh, frijoles de la olla you know which is beans boiled in a clay pot right and then as simple as just Cook them right until they're like creamy and the perfect uh, texture. Right. And then just add like a pico de gallo salsa with a little dollop of uh, Mexica, uh, crema mexicana, right. Mexican cream, and then um, fresh corn tortillas. <laughs> so one, one of the things that surprised me, and, and maybe we can give a few tips to yeah. listeners out there. One of the things that really surprised me about that is that you don't salt the water until the end, right? Yes, yes. On the post, I explained like every single, you know, I went like almost, it is called Beans Manifesto. Beans Manifesto. <laughs> Beans Manifesto, because I wanted just to... Uh, you know, give like the tools to people again to just make it right or right. As, as right as possible. Right. Um, and it's very simple again, just follow those little tips and right. then you'll have a great pot of beans. And yes, one of that tips is just salt your beans just when you think that they're gonna be ready. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Like, you know, you're, oh, well, I'm gonna give them another 15 minutes. Right. right. That's when. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the beans uh, will keep absorbing the salt right and again i make suggestions of which salt you should use like sea salt is best it yes. just will give so much uh, depth of flavor to your beans and uh, so those know. little those little things can make a really big difference right like oh, the, yes. the the kind of salt or maybe the kind of chile or or if it's fresh yes. or dried yes. i mean all of these little things all these little things all the little details and you know sometimes uh, on my recipes i am a little more detail oriented or you might look at the post and see oh my god there's so many or these steps are more 
Right. Uh, longer no they're not i mean i'm just trying to be as detailed as possible right. so you have no doubt and you and you can and or, you often give alternatives like if yeah. you want to go a different route um it's totally acceptable to yeah. you know use a different kind of cooking oil or this or that exactly to adapt to what you have or what you're used to sometimes right. people don't like certain types of oil or they don't enjoy something super spicy or super with a lot of chiles right, and right. i just give different options also local ingredients right. or herbs in exchange of what i can find there yeah. here so ian what's your favorite you know dish with more of the mexican influence that uh mariana if i could put you on the spot oh, there no yeah. that's a good question mark i <laughs> spent a long time trying to decide the answer to the best dish question and uh Oh, right. I didn't even know you were going to ask it, but yeah. at the same time, <laughs> like, after the time, yeah. 150 oh, yes, odd <laughs> recipes, I just, yeah, Give up, what, what is it now that I think is the best? Well, let me we tell can, you. Do you want to play a song first and then come no, back? No, no I, go, I, I'll you know. have an answer. Okay. I have right, an answer. Cool. I, <laughs> I'm going to say two, because okay, I think I should be allowed to say two. You favorites. can. Yeah. <laughs> now, they're both, they're both shrimp dishes, because oh, okay. I have a weakness for that. Okay. I like really good shrimp uh, dishes. And one of them is called Camarones a la Diabla, which right. is this Devil incredible, shrimp. <laughs> Devil shrimp. Yeah. incredible dish with uh, a spicy, citrusy sauce um, in a flavor spectrum that doesn't match anything I've ever had. Right. Um, and it's uh, served on uh, just ordinary rice, but oh my gosh, that is like something to behold. Right. The second would be... <laughs> Mexican shrimp cocktail. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that sounds a little repetitive. Mexican shrimp cocktail is the most fabulous thing. And I never had it until I met Mariana. But, oh, in the summer months, I crave that. Because it's just vegetables and shrimp and delicious tomatoes and, 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 a, and a really nice... Uh, Bro. cold broth base oh yeah lord that stuff's good right. um so a couple <laughs> favorites yeah. but definitely um those are those are two that stand out for me and both Great. recipes are on the blog oh, they're on I mean, the blog right and, and it's yes dash more please.com okay wonderful um we are going to play another song i'm going to have ian introduce it but first i have to remind folks that support uh for co-op comes from matt's el, Ranch, el rancho welcoming all to celebrate their 64th anniversary fiesta with food, drinks, and entertainment for the whole family this Thursday, July 7th. It's located at 2613 South Lamar and Matt's, ranch, Matt's El Rancho.com. So um, wonderful supporters of co-op. We really thank them uh, and, and delicious uh, uh, delicious food. So um, Ian, what are we going to hear next? And if you're just tuning in, my name is Mark Rachel. It's another bottle down. We talk about wine most of the times. And, and, and now we're talking about a wonderful f food blog called Yes More Please with Mariana and Ian McEnroe. What are we going to listen to next? Thanks, Mark. Uh Next, we have something from <laughs> Xavier Cugat and his orchestra. All right. A uh, great recording called Bread, Love, and Cha-Cha-Cha. <laughs> Bread, Love, and Cha-Cha-Cha. All right, let's, let's, let's let it roll.
All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're having so much fun here in the studio. We're broadcasting live from Co-op on the east side of Austin. Uh, it's koop.org if you're streaming online. And if you've missed any part of this episode or any other episode of this show, Another Bottle Down, you can uh, go to the Co-op webpage uh, under my page. It's coop.org slash Another Bottle Down. And there's a link to uh, uh, get to the archive for the show for all previous episodes. And um, I, I hope that you're enjoying this. We normally talk about wine. We're talking about food and the process of creating recipes and pairing with with music and and truly digging into human emotion and and, and getting passionate about food. Um, I'm with, of course, Mariana and Ian McEnroe, and they are are the creators of Yes, More, Please, a food blog with wonderful photos uh, and and step-by-step instructions. And and so I'm not going to let you off the hook here, Mariana. So um, <laughs> we, we, we kind of got off, off track, but what's the recipe uh, that, that most represents your, um, you know, your, your childhood? Oh, my childhood. Or, or your, you know, your, your experience from where you're, you're from and the cuisine from where you're from. Well, there's one very typical dish uh, from Guadalajara uh, that is, uh, the name is carne en su jugo, which is almost like a, like a meat stew with beans. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. and it's just, very typical from Guadalajara. The recipe is on the blog, and um, it's very dear because since we were kids, my parents will take us to this restaurant uh, that is called Camilo's 33. Yeah. Uh, it was like in the core downtown in the city, and uh, we just loved that uh, that kind of meal and family right. meal. So I tried to recreate the recipe here. Um, I'm still trying to adjust some of the the kind of meat, the steak that I used, but um, it's pretty much close. I mean, in essence, just almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. And of course, beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, all, we only have a, a few minutes left, but I, I want to um, I want you to maybe talk about some of the recipes that really uh, reflect the, this hot weather in the summer and summer months. You've kind of been touching on it, but for folks who are looking for some ideas as to you know how to cool down, I think I saw a um, a, a popsicle post or something like that. Ah, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some we have al- also some like desserts and right little frozen dessert kind we have these uh, coconut lime mint uh, popsicles right. and then i also have another post that has little popsicles made with peach and yogurt yeah. and um and some herbs like yeah. the peach and yogurt has a thyme and then strawberry rosemary and so you, yogurt and so it almost seems like you you like the the, the herbs and and uh, you know just sweetness for sweetness sake is probably not good in your book, right? No, I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's just like wine, you know. Right. Like uh, you just don't want something that is totally sweet. You want something that develops, that has more character, that your palate can be a right. little bit more challenging or like even more complete. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. like in wine, Mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is the show about wine and the wine industry in Austin. Um, so I have to ask you what what are some of My what, what, what are some of your favorite wines that you or, or some of the wines that you think really goes well with food um, and, and maybe what you think about when you taste a wine do you think hey um, you know this piece might go with this do you think about wine and food pairings at all or is it yes you know, okay sometimes I mean sometimes we do like depending on the dish I mean for example we have I have this delicious uh, pomegranate 
Tempranillo braised short ribs Ooh. that I really like. You know how we love Tempranillo. I right, mean, yeah. Um, and now the Tempranillo Rosé, right. which is, I'm just like in love with it. Okay, so I have to ask you this because this is a hot topic in, in wine for folks out there listening. You know, does it, does it, how much does it matter the kind of wine that you use to braise? You know, have you tried braising with different ones or do you just use the wine that you like? I mean, what, what is your thoughts on that? Okay, I think that as a rule, I mean, you have to uh, cook with something that you will drink. Okay, right. Of course, not the expensive or the more, you know, like a special right. wine, but it has to, you, you never would use cheap wine. Yeah. I mean, you, you Or something you have that to. you wouldn't normally drink. Exactly. Yeah. So if you think, oh, I cannot drink that, then... I don't don't know. use it to cook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't use it to cook. So okay. use something that you like the that you like the notes, like if it's clove or cinnamon or cherry or sweetness or more acidity for right. like um, like a fatty cut of meal. So, so the more the wine with more acidity will cut through the through the, the fat yeah. on the uh, like. And I just love to play with those recipes because the results of a braised. Yeah. dish you know with the wine it's just amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so but do, do you do you practice i mean or do you try a recipe with two different kinds of wine yes or, yeah. yeah sometimes you know yeah. sometimes it's like a well we saw this tempranillo we we kind of like a choose another french wines or uh, spanish wines even some mexican wines and yes it's just different notes it will give you different results right the same with what you're bracing it right right different vegetables right mm -hmm. right and and so so a, a quick note about mexican wines because i mean uh do you feel like um what's going on there is very interesting and you know have you seen much around here i don't i don't typically see much mexican wine around here but yes i think the mexican in uh, wine industry is just booming and especially on uh, santa rosalia in baja california ensenada yeah. Uh, there's uh, Valle de Guadalupe, which is amazing uh, weather to grow wine. Right. And the wine growers there are just uh, developing very a very very strong uh, wine industry right. there. Right. An identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, an identity. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have to um, we have to go on a, on a on a field trip to yes, uh, <laughs> we have yes, to do some remote <laughs> broadcasting from Mexico. To, uh, <laughs> do some wonderful flavor uh, discoveries and whatnot. Uh, guys, we're running out uh, out of time. Um, we've got just about a, a minute left, but I wanted mm. to really thank you for being on the show and, <laughs> yeah, it's and been being a pleasure. here. Thank you so much. It's been really fun to to have uh, you know the 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 food piece try to sprinkle in a little bit of wine and um, <laughs> you know and I, I sometimes play some music but you know uh, very rarely is it uh, you know is it kind of geared towards the season and and to what what you know what you guys are doing so uh, thank you any any final thoughts um, um, you know just just keep on cooking keep on season, cooking, keep, keep keep on cook on cooking. and don't stress out <laughs> about it yes too, right? enjoy yourself yeah. put some music drink some wine right, right, right. <laughs> and yeah. whatever drugs your boat or sets right, you right. Right. And, you know, and and uh, absolutely. And, and have that experience be shared with with loved ones mm -hmm. and friends, too. Right. Exactly. 
Okay, well, um, before we head out, uh, uh, I do want to remind uh, listeners out there that this Sunday is a a pretty uh, interesting festival going on in the Hill Country. I try and highlight some events when they're very applicable, Um, but the uh, Texas wine industry is having putting on a festival, uh, the Texas Wine Revolution, and it's all 100% rosé. Going, coming from uh, vineyards that are um, 100% Texas-grown fruit for this festival. So that's going to be at William Chris, and it's texaswinerevolution.com. Uh, all of the information that you could possibly find about that. Uh, again, Mariana and Ian, your blog is yes-moreplease.com. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank I, I you. Think Thank Mark. you, Mark. I love Thank the you pictures. So my, my name is Mark Rayshop. This is another Bottle Down Radio. Uh, it's Co-op Radio, K-O-O-P. Uh, 91.7 and koop.org. I'm going to pass it off to Tracy Schultz and Remix and have a wonderful week, folks.